Hello and welcome to a new episode of Paratalk. For this episode, I'm joined again with Leanne. She's back with me. We're going to talk about some very strange news stories. And some of them are quite strange. So, Leanne, are you there? I am here. How are you? I'm all right. I was going to say, how's your fences? They're surviving. <laughs> they um, they managed to withstand all of the uh, storms, <laughs> but the... Uh, the uh, Bin didn't make it. The, that was the only. That was the only thing that um, got knocked over. Yeah, it was quite blowy. For anyone not sure what I'm on about, we had some uh, quite stormy weather last. I think it was last Friday and Saturday, wasn't it? Friday. Yeah. And uh, it was it was rather gusty. I've acquired a uh, a new waste bin. So I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but I my I've, house probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, I um. I went outside and there it was, and it, I've adopted it. It's in my, uh, it, it's in my porch. So yeah, apart from that, it's all gone now, and all of the weather is back to normal. And uh, uh, quickly, let's roll on the summer, please. Get get rid of some of this wet weather. So this episode is going to be a collection of we've kind of scoured the the internet and looked for some rather strange stories. That I'll include the links from the episode they'll they'll be all below it's a bit weird some some stories are a bit strange but there's one or two that are really strange but off the first one we're going to start with is the well most people will say bigfoot but in this case it's going to be a yeti or an abominable snowman from india the story goes that the the indian army were on a mountaineering expedition and one of their teams cited some mysterious footprints. And there is, on their Twitter post, they've included some pictures of these rather large footprints. And they do look pretty ginormous, to be honest. They don't look like a normal person's footprints, but I've got a theory about that. So they put it down to this kind of the mythical beast, the Yeti, you know, the abominable slow man. The difference it being, some people might go, well, what's the difference? It's all the same. It's just a Bigfoot. Well, the way I understand it is that a a Bigfoot, like we, we see, we hear about in America and, and other places in the world, and even the UK, there's been uh, reports of a big hairy man that's been, you know, seen in the woods. Over there in the snowy area, you get them with the, they're usually white, uh, big furry thick white coats they've got the uh, same sort of build same sort of height but uh, they call themselves the yeti and the bombadil snowman so they they were on a they were on an expedition through a very snowy area a mountainous area and these footprints they measured at about 32 what's 32 by 15 inches which is about 88 to 38 centimeters that's pretty big they were close to the makula base camp and this is around April the 9th, 2019. What do you think about that? I mean, is have you got any theories on that, Leanne? I saw the photos. Yeah. And the first thing I wanted to check out was, okay, 32 inches. Mm. What's that comparable to, you know? So I thought, okay, well, how big is a an elephant's footprint? So I Googled that, and an elephant's footprint's about 18 inches, 18, 19 inches. So I don't know, I was thinking like, to me, I wouldn't instantly think a footprint. And mm. also, I, I didn't necessarily think the footprints were that deep. I'm just thinking for something that size, if, if, if it was a footprint, something, th massive. 
yeah, for something that size, it would have to be like humongous. It would have to be so heavy that footprint would be probably about 10 inches deep if, if it was something with that amount of weight behind it. So I'm not, I, I don't know, I'm not convinced it's a footprint. And also it was almost like a single file. It yeah. wasn't the left to right kind of side by side footprint. So I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what other explanations I would have for it. But I, I an animal or, or I don't know. Well, I was thinking of this. Now, I as a child... Growing up, you know, reading stories and in magazines about the Yeti and the the abominable snowman. There was the, there was no Bigfoot back then. That's all it was to me. That, that was mm. the big hairy man that lived. And it was always they lived in the snow. They lived yeah. in very cold cold climates and cold places. They lived up on the tops of mountains. And of course, there are many many accounts out there of individuals that are you know, mountaineers that are on expeditions and doing climbing trips that they come across these unexplained footprints that seem to go off into the distance and on cases they have seen large figures you know traversing mountain sides that seem to be quite easily walking up where a human would have to have ropes and you know all these kind of different Mm -hmm. climbing gears to get up and these individuals seem to have no problem getting up them so when we look at these footprints i'm thinking is it possible putting my little skeptical hat on again is it possible that these footprints were just made by somebody maybe with snowshoes on and they walked in, in the snow and the snow had melted or, you know, caved in a little bit and then it had refreezed, which made the footprints look even bigger? Yeah. It's a possibility. Um, it's something we could sort of think about. But let's say when you look at stuff like this, and it's on you've got some photograph photographic evidence it makes it even more mysterious because there isn't a single answer also one other thing that is interesting that does add credence to it is it was near the base as if if it was like um a yeti or a big hairy man or whatever Mm -hmm. maybe he was kind of traversing around the outside of the base trying to sort of check it out a little bit and find out what's going on because they do say that these uh, Bigfoots, Yetis, are very inquisitive. They they like to watch. Many cases where people have been in the forest in America and they've come across these creatures and they don't seem to do anything. They just seem to stand and watch you. And it's mm-hmm. only when, obviously, you know, you can, uh, if I ever came across a, a nine-foot-tall, hairy beast man and he's looking <laughs> at me, I'm going to be going the other way. Or I'm not. I'm going to be so scared. I'm going to be frozen to the spot. I don't know about you. <laughs> so yeah, I, it's an interesting story. Uh, it's a shame that um, I mean there are lots of other accounts, as I say, of, of people seeing stuff. But definitely, there's definitely something out there. But as to what it is, I don't know. It's yeah. uh, it's on the shelf with this one. I think really. Mm-hmm. On to our next one. It's a bit more a bit more interesting in the sense of. I think there's a lot of people out there that are going to go, hmm, this was interesting. This could have happened to me. Uh, <laughs> aliens in your bedroom. Mm, exciting. Yeah. Are, are, UFO, are UFO sightings are on the rise in Northern Ireland? Did you know, did you know about this? I, I was aware that UFO sightings and paranormal activity apparently has been on the increase in the past couple of years, mm-hmm. but I, I wouldn't be able to pinpoint what the cause of that 
would be like is it because we're spending more time at home we're more aware of our surroundings is it because you know you're at home more you couldn't go to work maybe people were drinking more well not saying that it's all down to alcohol but you don't know you're getting you're getting well you're getting kind of warm there because there is a theory out there which we'll touch on in a bit that you've kind of you've kind of skirted around but there is a theory but this Mm -hmm. with this one police received eight unexplained sightings in 2021 including white lights and strange images on cctv these include a report of a spaceship and flashing lights in downpatrick this is a downpatrick area and that was on january the 17th so i'm reckoning that's 17th of january 2021 so Mm. just over a year ago police received two sighting uh, reports one of white lights after a helicopter in the Magdaberry area and an odd disc shape was seen in the sky and there was one in July uh, one in July it was July there was a report of strange images on a CCTV in a house in the uh, Newtonberry area and a dome-shaped object with eight lights in the sky reported in the Saintfield area so these people are seeing all these different strange phenomenon uh over the course of as the year goes by we get up to september now and there were reports received in lisburn area this is a bit weird one because somebody reports that they uh, experienced an alien in their bedroom don't know what what Mm. i don't know got haven't got the full story on that but they experienced alien or aliens in their bedroom see one of the first things i thought of when i heard that was perhaps sleep paralysis Yes. You know, because yes. I've 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 got some friends who are into that subject and that's something that I think could be a possibility. I think I don't know what the main cause of sleep paralysis is, but that's a possibility because people have seen some strange things it under that state. Yep. So I think I think if there's something unusual in your room, maybe that person decided to go towards the alien side of things rather than a demon or a ghost which is what's also common in mm. sleep paralysis stories yep and without repeating myself again listeners are gonna go, oh here he goes he's going off on it again he's gonna tell more <laughs> stories but when i was younger uh, up to maybe 10 15 years ago i had episodes of sleep paralysis um mm-hmm. when i was a younger teenager exactly as you just described where you would wake up and you would see or feel a presence in the room wow. and sometimes you could see a in my case it was a I don't know just a black silhouette a black shape which was motionless just in the corner of the room and I mean I was a coming into my early teens but to me it was a, at least the height of my wardrobe and my wardrobe was at least I would say seven foot tall so yeah I don't know was it what was I a was I imagining? But I was so petrified and frightened that I couldn't scream, I couldn't bang on the wall, or I couldn't do anything. I was just led there looking and trying my best to go asleep. And I also had a an experience where I, f- I woke up from asleep on my bed, and it was afternoon time. It wasn't like nighttime. It was like I'd fallen asleep napping, you know? Yeah. I woke up, and for about 10, 15 seconds, I felt... I could feel knees in my back and I could feel these big, massive hands around my wrists, holding my wrists together. God. And um, I I immediately thought, I'm this is sleep paralysis. 
just relax, just chill. It kind of faded away, and but it absolutely felt like a massive person was holding me, like in a bear hug. Yeah, it was really weird, very strange. Did you kind of notice that these episodes would happen more at specific times, like times when you were, yeah, you know, Stressed. extremely tired? Yeah, Stressed, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so is stress a factor when yeah, it comes to sleep? Definitely. Okay, I definitely think that it was stress was a catalyst. Um, whether you're Obviously, your body, your chemicals in your body change. You you become more heightened and more more sort of irritable. But when I was younger, growing up, I had a lot of episodes of sleepwalking. I had a traumatic operation. Uh, I was in hospital for nine weeks. I had a burst appendix and, of course, coming out of hospital. And it was all very traumatic. And yeah. I think the doctor, my mum took me to the doctor and said, Oh, I think there's something wrong with him, Doctor. I think he's going mental. But uh, it was like, no, he's. this is quite normal because this is how young people deal with it. They go into, like, have spates of either insomnia or they have nightmares or they sleepwalk. And me, I was doing the sleepwalking. And then I was getting the sleep paralysis and it, the night terrors, whatever you want to call them. And in my later years, because I was a, a carer for my father, that was a... I mean, I, went and even, I even went and saw the doctor then because I thought... Because I was getting, like sweating and uh, of course he would say well clearly it's just panic attacks and he was mm -hmm. right that's what it was but that was part of the catalyst part of the body your body trying to cope with the stress you know i'm dealing with a looking after a parent who's terminally ill with cancer and all the stuff that goes with that no matter how tough you are i admire people that work in hospitals and that because they must have to deal with so much mental baggage and after yeah. you know but just that little bit of an experience that I had brought it back, you know, mm -hmm. and it kind of came back. But, um, yeah, it's perfectly plausible where these people under duress could experience stuff and, like this. And the last two years have been <laughs> extremely stressful for many people. So yeah. that would kind of go hand in hand with exactly. those experiences. And also one thing I just thought of was, wasn't it, was it last year when the Pentagon released all of those classified UFO yeah, documents? They, yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe people, I think aliens and alien sightings, UFO sightings, I think was kind of getting more into the mainstream mm. media. Oh, yeah. So that would make sense why the police are possibly getting more sighting um, reports. It's much more, the, the UFO phenomenon is much more in the public eye now than it and then it has ever been, I think, because yeah. when you go back 10, 15 years, even a bit longer to like the late 70s, and you would get reports of UFOs or people would write a paper on it or stuff, um, people would read it and still go, well, yeah, but it's just, yeah, somebody wrote something and it's like, oh, I scoff, scoff, and it's just still a lot of nonsense. But yeah. now the government are saying, you know, the, 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 the big brother, the man is writing stuff and saying, guys, we know there's something out there, but we don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, whether that's another cover to, we don't know what it is, but we really do know what it is, but we're not going to tell <laughs> you. Yeah. Who knows? As you say, with all the stuff that's gone on in the last couple of years, people are like, well, maybe there is an aliens out there, you know? Maybe they are going to come and save us. Maybe they are going to come and land. And, and, it, and it's that kind of pop culture thing that public consciousness where i have this thing in my head where i think that if a if they a huge amount of people think about the same thing and i'm not about 10 or 20 or a thousand people i'm about uh, millions of people 
So if you've got a nation and a large portion of those people are thinking about aliens, life on other yeah. worlds, spaceships, are they in some way able to manifest that into reality and make it kind a of thing? Like, yeah, like a, kind of like a joint consciousness. A wishful thinking, yeah. As a kind of, I've always thought that. Are they? Are the? Is the UFO phenomenon a product of human consciousness? Is it a product of us wish fulfillment? Is it a product of us? We want it to happen so much that. I mean, it'd be great if somebody came from another planet and landed and and told us all about their where they're from and do you want to come for a little holiday? You know that <laughs> sort of thing. But <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I mean, we haven't the one of the other reports it says here in, in October, a detained patient was reported having been abducted by aliens. So he was a a patient. Now, all right, he could have been heavily medicated. We don't know yeah. his medical history. We don't know why he was detained. I mean, if you're if you're a, a patient and you're having to be detained, then something is happening for a reason. That yeah, you have to be detained. But he's saying the aliens, even in this report, it says a PSNI uh, spokesman said no investigation had been carried out in relation to these to the incidents. Okay, but on the flip side, they also say lockdowns may have played a role uh, with people having more time on their hands and perhaps spotting things that they previously had gone unnoticed, which is a fair point. If you think about it, if you think about it, when you go out side and go for a walk how often do you look up in the sky how often do you real take notice of things actually mm. going on around you you don't really you're in your kind of zone you go about your business you go to the shops you get your shop and you get back in the car you come back home and unless something literally steps out in front of you you don't really notice anything so no it's possible that with all with all that time we had on our hands what do you think i mean you know like you say i think like one thing i you know, was questioning was perhaps maybe some, not all, but maybe some of the lights could possibly have been drones. Yeah. Because I I know a handful of people over the last few years that have had a bit of extra money on their hands because they weren't going out, they weren't going to pubs, restaurants, shops, things like that. So they were like, oh, well, you know, maybe I can buy a drone, stuff like that, and think that could be a possibility. More people were going out for walks because it was one of the only activities that... Yeah. You know, we True. could do. So more people were going out for walks. It was the only way that they could mingle with their friends and family. So again, increase of you're spending more time outside, you're noticing the surroundings more. So I I don't know. I think I think there definitely could be a link. I think I think it's definitely interesting. Definitely uh one as to scratch your head to. And I do think that over the last few years, as you say, the uh, you know, with us having more free time and not working able to be a, be a more aware of our surroundings i think that that has a lot to do with it and it mm -hmm. follows on nicely to our our next story edinburgh police scramble to investigate mysterious ufos hovering over the pentlands now for anyone that doesn't know what the pentlands is i've got a little note here the pentlands hills are a range of hills southwest of edinburgh scotland the range is around 20 miles in length so it's not a small area it's quite a large area police in scotland were called out to investigate the mysterious lights seen glowing in the sky above the scenic capital hills both locals have been left bewildered from their origin the hills are regularly used for training and exercise uh, records show no practice 
or scheduled were scheduled that day when firing was taking place on uh, Thursday, February the 10th. So it is a military area. They do have military things going on there. But on the time that apparently these lights were seen, and there are pictures on the report. Uh, I don't know if you've seen them, but they are really bright. They're yeah. really bright, these lights. And um, I would say whatever they are, they they are, I mean, they could be, we go into the realms of ball lightning. They could be plasma. Uh, it could be a fault line there. We don't know. We know that ball lightning is a thing. We know that plasma balls are a thing. And we know that they are most more than likely generated in areas of like a, the, the tectonic uh, fault. The plates uh, of the earth grind together and they create this kind of plasma ball, this ball lightning. Okay. Interestingly is that some ball lightning, not all, does seem to have, be, have some form of an intelligence about it where people have had experiences when they're out driving or out walking and they walk into this kind of floating ball of light and it seems to be aware that they're they're there and it'll either try and come towards them or it'll move away from them when people try to walk towards it. So, yeah, but that's a, I mean, that's a whole can of worms there. <laughs> so it's, it goes on to say a video shot nearby, but from a nearby home shows two glowing figures flickering against the against the sky before becoming parallel and remaining hanging in the air. So, yeah, so somebody has filmed these lights and I mean, I've seen the, the stills and they are really bright. Yeah. Don't know. I don't know. What What's your thoughts on that? Do you think the same or what, what do you think? No, well, see, again, I know I said drones, but. I'm not necessarily sure a drone would emit that level of light. I'm not sure. There could be different types of drones, I'm unsure. But, yeah, I, th I think as well it's interesting that the, the Ministry of Defence kind of didn't claim that yeah. activity. Like, I, th I think the fact that they said, no, we have no idea what it is, that's interesting because if, just say, it was aliens and they were visiting and the Ministry of Defence were aware that it was aliens, it would have been very easy of very easy for them to say oh no 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 we had a had a had a you know training scheduled that day that was just us don't look any further guys don't have a look around don't investigate it was us because because obviously like by saying no it wasn't us people are going to start asking more questions and it's going to make people more intrigued mm. with any officialdom i'm always a little bit skeptical when they are a little bit sort of no, nothing to do with us or, uh, you know, you don't need to know what's on here. We don't need to know what's going on uh, yeah. around here. So many, many, many years, they would say, oh, there's no such thing as underground bases, all other nonsense. There's no, we don't have anything like that. We're And, you know, if, if it wasn't for people like, I mean, uh, Matthew Williams, who runs the Secret Vault YouTube channel, does a lot of explores. And I, I I've, no, I've met Matthew. I've known him for oh, quite a while now. And, uh, he does a lot of explores and, and some of the videos that he's uncovered and gone into bases that are dis basically disused uh, army uh, bases. And these places are absolutely ginormous. At yeah. one point, there's a base in a under a village during the Cold War when we had the in the 80s, when we had this massive risk of nuclear conflict. England built all these bases. Other countries did as well, but we had all these bases as well. And it was it was in case of if we did go to to war, and the you know the 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 land was destroyed through nuclear bombs, 
that they could still have some form of control underground and that all the officials could go under there and they could have like an literally an underground village an underground city yeah on one of these areas it's built below a village and there's when this place was manned able to have more people in there in this underground base than actually lived above in the village that's how much bigger it was underground it's a huge place you could it was roadways you could drive cars there were shops there were Everything down there, there was dormitories, there was uh, kitchens. It was it was literally an underground village. It was huge. And Matthew did a whole, uh, like, tour and videoed it all and everything. It was just mind-blowing. And and now, when, you, when I think of government and UFOs and military exercises and them saying, no, nothing to do with us. Oh, I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> I'm always very... I'm, I'm always very sceptical when it comes to that. So yeah. with, with this kind of stuff going on, and it's on military exercise ground, we could be in a realms of I don't know. I mean, really, yeah. I don't know when it comes to that. It, it could be Earth phenomenon. It could be UFOs, or it could be something that they're doing that they don't want you to know about. And as long as they you keep writing those UFO stories, they're happy because it keeps yeah. you away from what they're doing. And it's funny, it's funny you mentioned that, actually, because I investigated Hack Green Nuclear Bunker. Yeah. Probably about three or four years ago, maybe. And um, when we were being shown around the bunker, one of the, um, I think it was the owner's daughter or something, one of the people doing the, giving the tour, she mentioned that a few mediums that had visited had said that they've actually communicated with aliens Really? So, and I, I've never been to any other location where that has ever come up before. So it was interesting that that was the only location with that alien sort of connection was a a, a bunker, like a yeah. you know a nuclear bunker. It's weird. That's that's a mm. bit. That's a bit weird. I think we should quickly go on to our next story, which uh, is a little bit more uh, it's a little <laughs> bit more lighthearted. So um, I'm getting married to a ghost but my dead lover is a real groomzilla. He keeps arguing with me about the wedding date. So I'm getting married to a ghost. Wow. Uh, a singer who claims to be in a relationship with a ghost has revealed the plans for the wedding day, but claims she has been threatened with exorcism by the prospective venues. It's weird, isn't it? You're going to be marrying a ghost, but we're going to exercise the venue afterwards just in case. Um, Brocade 38. A singer and songwriter from Oxfordshire uh, first fell in love with Eduardo, a ghost of a Victorian soldier, uh, last year after he appeared in her home. Right, so let's uh, read on, shall we? Eduardo always had a temperamental nature, but uh, the nuptials seemed to be bringing out the worst in him. Now, this is the best part. Right. I'll ask you the question afterwards. <laughs> the pair communicate through a unique method, uh, with the ghost sending cryptic messages in the shower. So, Leanne, you're, you've got, it's been a long day. You got home, you think, oh, I love a shower. Oh, I'm going to get it all nice and steamy and have a scrub down. <laughs> and uh, you get your towel on and you go in the bathroom, you've got your shower, and there's a great old message scrawled on there. Uh, what's the thing that you do? Um search around the house because i think somebody's there <laughs> that would be that would be my first logical like okay someone's messing with me who else is here uh I, yeah I, I, she she i just it just makes me laugh because it's just she's 
brought a whole new meaning to the term being ghosted. Being a single woman in her 30s, it's like she's probably been ghosted one or two times. We all have. It's natural. But she's just taken it a step further. I, I just find it a bit weird that they uh, they communicate. The only way that they can communicate is through leaving messages in the shower, in the steam. I, I don't know. I just, that is, uh, you meet, a, I mean, you, you got, you're in a haunted house, an apparition appears, and that's the first thing you think, oh, I'm going to, I'm just going to marry this ghost. I'm going to marry this person. I, 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 you know, it's, it's a newspaper article. It's made to be a bit, a bit tongue in cheek, but I think when you do have stories like this, there could be, I mean, there could be an element of truth to it. There could be an element of truth to this story, but it's written in such a way that uh, it, it's like the script of a of like a carry on film. Being in the ent- entertainment's business, uh, no press is bad press. Going to keep you in the papers. It's going to keep people talking about you, and it's going to think to yourself, uh, "I know what I want this person to uh, come and sing at my club," because then I can say, "Oh, I've got that lady at the club that's uh, married to a ghost." Yeah. yeah. And and she's she's really funny actually because when I read the article and she was talking about the, her her fiance's possible best man and I think she said what was it is along the lines of he wanted a soldier friend to be the best man but apparently he went to hell in 1875 for running an opium den he hasn't been reachable since. Like that's Unlucky. hilarious. That's 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 so funny. I laughed out loud re- reading that. Unlucky. So yeah. You know, always in hell. Sorry, you know yeah. that's an excuse. You know, don't want to be a best man at someone's wedding. He's gone to burn for an eternity. Well, yes, but uh, from one ghost matter to another ghost matter. Now, this this article is, I would say, re- recently new. For for those in the UK, you're going to know who Toya is. You're going to know who Toya Wilcox is. But for those not in the UK. Toya was, still is a musician, still is a singer. She's just released an album, I think, recently. She was rather big in the 80s, a lot of top 40 hits. She was very, very quite, a, quite a known pop singer. Came from the punk scene, been in a number of films. She was in one of the films, Quadrophenia she was in. A lot of sort of plays and stuff. So she is quite a seasoned person when it comes to the entertainments, the arts. Anyway, she does live in a house that has odd goings on. And I know this because some time ago I watched a an interview, like a documentary interview with her, where she was talking about her home and that she'd bought this house and she wasn't aware that there was anything going on in the house, but they started to notice that they could, they things were moving, things were moving around. That there were doors would open and close, and uh, people walking about. Things, just general stuff, the kind of usual haunted house stuff. Recently, there's a television show that's been started filming, and it's a, it's one of these kind of, like my my home is haunted, haunted homes kind of TV show. It's like a UK TV show. I'm sure it'll be online. And it says uh, one one of the main guys that, that, that did the investigation to her house. He says a ghost hunter was left gasping for air after being violently attacked by a ghost in pop icons Toya Wilcox's home. Paranormal expert Barry claimed he was choked as he confronted an aggressive ghost called George. The ghost is called George. In an, in an upcoming scene on Celebrity Help, My House is Haunted. So, 
Toya was shocked to hear that her house is apparently haunted by a ghost called George. Well, Toya already knows that strange stuff goes on in her house, so but I don't know if she uh, the revelation of the you know the culprit being called George is what she was shocked over. But as I say, it, this it's a it's an article that was written, so we don't know how much information they actually pulled from legit sources. The trio was left spooked when they heard violent growls on Barry's recording device. I suggest he was doing some form of EVP. The experts ventured into the attic uh, and the audio picked up the spirit mentioning Barry's name and telling the group to get down. The trio attempted to reach out to George, who appeared to become hostile and swore at them. So there's a TV show coming out and it's going to be in Toya's house one of the episodes and it's going to have an angry George. Yeah. I think there's no more we can say on that apart from she does live in a really old house. And I think that there's a possibility that some paranormal stuff is going on there. I'm not a great fan of TV shows. I'm on the fence with some TV shows. There are some paranormal documentaries or episodes that I follow, which I absolutely love because I like the attitude of the people. But whenever it's, use that word, corporate media, use that word, uh, whenever it's kind of backed by that and it's on mainstream TV, I always think it's being done for another reason. Where it's a TV show, there's a lot of money at stake. Unlike, I mean, you could say the same for YouTube, ad revenue and all that, but when it's on the TV. I don't know how you feel about this. I'll I'll get your feedback in a sec. But I always feel that there's other reasons. Even though some of it could be completely legit, legitimate, there's other reasons that mar over the top of it where I just think kind of loses it loses the uh the the how yeah. genuine it is. Do, do, do you know what I mean? So what what how do you feel about tv shows ghost hunting shows do you think that they are kind of motivated by money or do you think that there are some good ones out there so i i the the, the trio on help my house is haunted is barry ian and jane i've met ian before and the, which who is the the medium and he's lovely really nice person and jane i've i've been aware of for nearly a decade now cuz um think about nine ten years ago she used to be involved in the haunted dolls side okay. of things and that's obviously a totally different topic you know haunted dolls but um yep. so you know i've i've been friends with her on facebook sit pretty much that hot since then and you know so so both of them i know of and i wouldn't question their motives at all i, I right. i've heard of barry because barry guy's been in the paranormal for, for for a long time as well i don't know him personally but I, 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 it's, it's, I, I wouldn't be, feel comfortable questioning his motives or whether or not I think he's genuine or not because I don't know. It's, it's, um, it's a tough one. I think I've watched the show and I think the show is, um, it's fun. I think it is fun. I think um, paranormal TV shows have their place. I think we've discussed this in a previous yeah. podcast before. They have their place. They're fun. They're entertaining. Yeah. Um. Me personally, I feel like when it comes to investigating private 
properties owned by members of the public I feel that's when it gets a little bit ethically kind of challenging because yeah when you're going into a building which is owned by a company or an organization and it's known for the haunted kind of aspect the haunted side of things you know if if you start mentioning angry spirits and you know demons things like that which are so commonly talked about in tv shows no one's got to sleep there overnight it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, kind yeah. of it helps with the the promotion of the building when you're talking about the the kind of the activity when it's coming to someone's home i think then the it's it's you've got to tread very carefully because toya might have been aware that there's activity in a home whether she was aware that there was a really angry negative spirit which is capable of strangling you know you that's a totally different matter I think I don't know I I wouldn't feel comfortable I get where you're coming from I know that there's a lot of shows out there that do have people that legitimately do do some really interesting paranormal work uh, it's just that when they get to the edi- edit- editing room floor, those people that are shilling out the cash tend to say, make it as dramatic as possible. I want something happening every two minutes. I would be quite happy to watch a TV show for an hour and only one thing happens. But if that one thing that happened was like, wow. Yeah. And then the the other the other 45 minutes of trying to figure out why that one thing happened. That's great yeah. to me, but... A lot of the shows now are chop, chop, chop. They, they all these things have got to happen quickly, and I, I think that kind of, in a way, yeah, it's entertainment, yeah, and and, and it does have its place. And in that video I watched, Barry, it, you know, I, I could see he was genuinely scared with what happened. You know, yeah, he, he may well have experienced something he, very. Yeah. yeah, I'm not doubting his experience at all. At all, like he obviously in that moment, that is that is what he believed and that is what he felt. You know, there's thing is that there's 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 obviously you know the skeptical side. You know, I would say, oh, you know, I've done it before. I've literally been drinking a drink and some water goes down the wrong way, or you know, you you swallow saliva and it goes down the wrong way and you start to cough. It's all those things, you know. But I guess when you're in that environment, things are heightened. You know, I've done it before. I've been walking down the stairs. And before I get to the bottom step, my ankle just goes, nope, and just gives way. And then I fall down. Had that have happened when I was in a, a haunted building, I possibly would have turned around and went, someone pushed me down the stairs or someone knocked my ankle. You know, it's it's all about the environment and the scenario. So I'm not doubting what he experienced he felt was real. It's, it's, it's just having that more sceptical outlook. So moving on to our final story for this episode and for me my most favorite i have to say that if it wasn't for leanne i wouldn't be reading this right <laughs> now as this is a family friendly show there's no swears no i'm going to substitute the word but you'll know what i'm saying so the headline reads the somerset ghost which tells people who visit the beauty spot to fluff off <laughs> so <laughs> So this comes from the website Somerset Live. Of course, the links will be in the description. Ghost hunters were called to the Somerset beauty spot over reports of an angry ghoul is shouting and swearing at tourists. That's great in itself. That line itself is great. An angry ghoul is shouting and swearing at tourists. So the potty mouth spook. I love the way this is written. <laughs> yeah. The potty mouth spook 
is said to be a woman in white who apparently tells people, fluff off. The site on the Quantuck Hills in Somerset was named after the murder of Jane Watford by her husband, John, in 1789. So, there's been a murder there. But the foul-mouthed phantom is apparently lurking in that area with reports of a swearing apparition. Ghost-hunting couple Christine and Dave Thomas launched an investigation into the paranormal being in 2020. Locals have reported seeing the ghost, and this is what they've said. One said, when I was about 17 on my way home from work, driving along the cold, the cold road, I saw a bright white figure on the side of the road, so I slowed down. It appeared to be a woman completely dressed in white, old-fashioned clothing. I couldn't take my eyes off so I drove as I drove past. Uh, I couldn't bring myself to turn around to have another look. I just drove home in complete shock. <laughs> uh, and then another one said, I've seen what looks like a tall figure with a dark coat outside the pub on the edge of the road. Checked back. No one was there. Right. So there's been a couple of apparitions of something and people that go up there get told to bagger off. What 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 do you think's going on there, Leanne? So, first thought is I I don't think the apparition, like the visual apparition of the woman in white and the angry swearing ghost, I don't think they are the same. I think possibly the the woman in white could have been Jane, you know, the the murdered woman from 17. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense, yeah. I I can't imagine a spirit a person from that time using that language true i don't know where i don't know where yeah i'm not sure when the the f word first came into fashion oh <laughs> it's been around for a while uh i, I think it's been around for a, a reasonable amount of time i think we go back even into the old and olden days way back way before the 1980s yeah but uh yeah i think it's it is quite an old old word but I think that, uh, I know what you mean, we'd have to kind of research, but then we don't know. I mean, yeah. it could be, uh, it could be a, the, if it's a, a ghost that's floating around in the ether and he's a bit, you know, he could be <laughs> from a couple of years ago. You know, we don't know. It, it's interesting, though, that, uh, that people are, you don't hear many, you don't hear many accounts of, of just people being told to go away or just voices, no. just disembodied voices. You think of a, you you think of a haunting or a ghost. You think of either an apparition or or things moving around or, or you know you hear of footsteps and disembodied footsteps and doors closing and 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 voices you know murmured voices but not something directly saying you know on your bike no. you know leave and and also that doesn't work with paranormal investigators they love it they love being told to go away <laughs> that just encourages yeah. them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so this poor this poor spirit that's telling everyone to fluff off is gonna yeah. now be like, oh, I've just encouraged them all. Now everyone's coming around now because everybody wants to hear me. So they, they really they should just be quiet and then nobody will turn up. No, it's like I really mean it. Now go yeah. on on your bike. Uh, they keep coming back. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's just great story though. I like the way it's written. A little bit of tongue in cheek, haunted area, maybe I don't know. I, I'd have to go and camp in a tent and with my pot noodle. I don't know. Trust me, if I was told to on my bike, I'd pack up, I'd leave yeah. my tent, and I'd just go. Yeah. Great story though, but uh, there you have it. I, th I hope everyone enjoyed those stories because I enjoyed reading them. They were great fun. 
We might do it again if um, if we can find some more. I want to thank you, Leanne, for coming back on the episode. Anytime. And thank Leanne for the best story, because that was the best one. But uh, until next time, thanks for listening, and see you soon. Bye. Bye.